It's like if you brush your teeth, then drink orange juice, except it's professional football. Stone Labanowitz hit the open. Who ready? I'm ready. Who ready? I'm ready. Who ready? I'm ready. Well, give me my dirt theme music, dude. Ken Lavica. Get a run in, make an early cocktail, put a gummy in half. Theo Dorsey. Very excited to have the opportunity to add him to the team. Stone Labanowitz. When I woke up this morning, I was feeling pretty dangerous. Live from the Anajar and Levine Accident Attorney Studios. It doesn't matter what your name is. It's Lavica, Theo, and Stone on ESPN 1063. Theo, I'm going to put you on the spot right away. Other than brushing your teeth and consuming citrus right after, what is a taste that you just can't stand that doesn't do it for you? Oh, coconut, man. I, oh. I am not a fan of coconut. I don't like when there's coconut flakes on my on any kind of drink I have. I don't like if there's a dessert and there's like a hint of coconut in it. Anything coconut-flavored, themed, I don't even like coconuts that are cut open and you drink the juice. Coconut-flavored right, water, it's Yeah, you don't like coconut water. So it's not that you have an allergy. It's that uh, you just have an aversion to the actual coconut taste. Coconut taste is bad. The juice doesn't look appealing. Nothing about coconuts, to me, gets me going. That's a good one because I think I'm in the same boat as you. I can handle coconut water now, but coconut meat, get out of oh. here with that. And I think it might be, for me, more the texture, but I don't like the taste as well. Uh, Stone, other than brushing your teeth and then eating some lemony or orangey because that is unequivocally the worst taste imaginable uh, in in human history. What's a taste that you just can't swallow either literally or metaphorically? Ah, it's got to be olives. Black olives. Olives. Olives, a little bit of that salty. I'm assuming that's a little bit of a salty flavor that's just too much for you, over-consuming, and then you don't like the taste. Yeah, right on. It's either olives or cauliflower. Either one just comes in and comes right back out. (laughs) Right on the floor. (laughs) I had a roommate, actually, in college who would sit at his desk, do a project, type up a paper, and eat a full jar of green olives. Yeah. Full jar of green olives, just pop them in his mouth and down a jar at a time. Shout out Brent Whitlock. It was one of the more bizarre things I've ever seen. That's, um... That's going to be a no for me, but I do like olives. Like, I can eat three or four of them if they're, like, on a charcuterie board. Charcuterie. Charcuterie. Yeah, yeah, you were close. Charcuterie board. A yeah. charcuterie. Char- char- yeah, I forgot about those. Charcuterie. That's the uh, Jets guy. <laughs> 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 I, um, I, I'm with Stone on the olives. Now, uh, I, I want to, um, I want to real quick, just so we're all on the same page here. Uh, Theo, can you name the five tastes that taste buds can record? The five tastes. Come on, dog. On the human tongue that taste buds can record. Savory. Okay. Sweet. Uh huh. Okay. Tangy. All right. We'll go with sour. Okay. Flavory. Mm. Um, We're starting to make up things now. Okay. Uh, Bland. (laughs) Uh, Spicy, spicy, spicy. uh, There we go. Uh, Yes, yes. We'll go bitter. Here. Let me, because I suppose that some of these uh, are up for interpretation. There are five, five, according to scientists, five flavors. One is sweet. That's the front of your tongue. That registers that, okay? Mm. Sour taste buds are on the sides of your tongue. Bitter is in the on the back of your tongue. Salty, which Stone just can't get into, that's the very tip, very, very tip of your tongue. Mm. And then the fifth and final officially uh, observed flavor is umami. Oh. You may be wondering, what in the hell is umami? Well, umami is a Japanese word. Umami is uh, a a protein-based flavor that you would find in cheese or meat or eggs. That's right. That is a recognized human taste bud flavor. Where is that one found in, on your tongue? Like All over, apparently. Wow. It is all over your tongue. Vegetables, uh, tomatoes, fruits. Um, that one, it's sort of like umami is sort of like the, uh, the Pluto of tastes. Is it a planet? Is it not a planet? No one knows. And then they just sort of snuck it in there as, yeah, it's a, or like the Southern Ocean now. There's five oceans it's, now, apparently. It's like the abstract savory, the umami. Okay. Yeah, I think exactly, exactly. But they made it a little foreign. It's like sometimes uh, why. Yeah. And, and by the way, did you know there are five oceans now? Um, no, I didn't. Because I grew up with four. We got Atlantic, we got Pacific, we got the Indian Ocean. Yep, yep, yep. And then we got the... Um, Indonesian Ocean. The Arctic. Arctic, Arctic Ocean, Ocean for sure. Yeah. And then but now we got the Southern. Now it's the Southern Ocean, so we have five. So, I was looking uh, for Stone for help on that fourth one. Well, I mean, you just threw my uh, put my brain in a pretzel with the <laughs> Indonesian Ocean. 
Right, yeah, I don't know what you were there. talking about there. That was weird. Throwing one out there. There's a sea of Indonesia. Uh, so uh, why do I bring up taste? Because yesterday, Jordan Love, he admitted to the world that with the, the Packers' poor start uh, and him struggling, and the last time we saw him on the field, he threw three interceptions in a loss, and now he's headed to uh, take on the Broncos in Denver this weekend, which could be uh, the sweet equivalent of the NFL because you know and you're probably going to enjoy yourself against the Denver Broncos. You know you can go and you can you can own them, right? So I think that Jordan Love yesterday, he admitted something very, very courageous. My play, the way the offense in Green Bay is run, it makes my mouth feel gross. Here's Jordan Love. Yeah, no, it's not a great feeling. You know, it definitely left a, a very sick uh, taste in my mouth, um, you know, that whole week. Um, but yeah, I mean it's it's part of the game, you know. You gotta. I've I've had three interceptions a game before. You know, you gotta find a way to bounce back, and it's always on to the next play. Um, but you know, it's. I think those things like just having that sick taste in my mouth is you know it's gonna keep pushing me forward, keep motivating me, keep going, keep getting better. Sick taste in my mouth. Three interceptions last time out for Jordan Love. Uh, you as a quarterback, and that's a loss to the Raiders, by the way. Um, the, the three interceptions just absolutely doomed them, and we haven't seen him since, and he took a week off, and he's trying to collect himself. You as a quarterback, Stone, in your college career, Southern Illinois, which performance of yours left a, a literal sick taste in your mouth where you felt like, man, I need to go get the crest. This is awful. Ah, that's tough. Uh, there's a few that come to mind here, but uh, I think it's going to revolve around so me. So we're talking multiple, huh? <laughs> yeah, we, we, we are indeed talking multiple. I think they revolve around injury, though. I, I think there's no sicker taste in your mouth than getting injured and realizing that, you know, you're out. For an extended period of time and you can't help this team and who knows what's going to happen the starting quarterback role so i think separating a shoulder um was the sickest feeling that i've had in my mouth yeah because you uh, just know right like you you feel it exactly. and you say to yourself well i'm definitely not available next week and you know right away right yeah you just take yourself immediately into a really dark place and as a as a teenager as a you know young 20 year old there's just not much you can do about it you're not built for something like that the first six weeks of the NFL season, there is there is one taste in my mouth that has been sicker than others that has left me trying to rinse my mouth out, uh, reaching for the mouthwash. And by the way, when it comes to mouthwash, I'm very much the alcohol version because I like the tingly. I like to think that that tingly I'm feeling in my mouth is cleaning my gums, cleaning my tongue, that entire thing. Give me all the alcohol in my mouthwash. Mm. But a very sick taste in my mouth. Stone, you are most closely linked to me professionally over the last three years or so. Mm -hmm. who, is, who is the man in sports that I defend more than anybody, but more on equivocally more fall in line with go to war for go to battle for more than any other single individual in the sporting sphere this isn't as easy as you're making it sound uh, we're in his season right now i'll help you we're in That's really easy so. his season right now we're talking talking head no oh no, no 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 we're talking rough. We're, 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 we're talking. Player? I thought y'all yeah. had chemistry, man. Oh, my God. Is Mr. I set him all, all up for this chemistry. You're right, Theo. It's the Hawaiian uh, sensation, Mr. You. Tua Tungavailoa. Sorry, oh. I thought you were talking about uh, a media head. No. Oh. I, the, unless they can help me, I have no desire You are to. the president of the Tua Tungavailoa fan club in Palm Beach County and the Treasure Coast. That's right. That's right. Proud to be as well. Uh, and thank you to all you card-carrying members who have paid your dues on time. I want to have you listen to Stephen A. Smith from two days ago. Count it two days ago. This is Tuesday on First Take. Stephen A. Smith, just complete inaccuracy about Tua Tungavailoa and the crux of his production on the stat sheet for the first-place Dolphins and this record-setting Dolphins offense in 2023. Here is Stephen A. Smith from Tuesday. I don't know if y'all watching Miami enough. All of these passes, 8 for 19, 20, 30, 40 nah. yards. You just got two of dipping it two yards to him, and he the one taking it to the house. I mean, that could not be more wrong. That could not be more 
wrong. Stone, can I hear that one more time where Stephen A. Smith, the highest paid man in sports media from a daily media perspective, this guy who has endless paychecks in an unstoppable bank account, please let me hear him on national TV to the masses one more time try and tell the world that two is dinking and dunking at two yards and rot to the most yards by a country mile in the NFL through six weeks. I don't know if y'all watching Miami enough. All of these passes, 8 for 19, 20, 30, 40 nah. yards. You just got two of dipping it two yards to him, and he the one taking it to the house. Holy crap. Now, here's what I did after hearing that. I, I mean, Theo, guess my reaction when I heard that for the first time Tuesday evening as I tried to settle in at home with my adoring family. It had to be some, some form of being repulsed. Yeah, uh, it, it was. I, I'm trying to have a moment with my, my seven-year-old daughter, Adeline, go through some vocabulary words, right? My five-year-old daughter, Leo, is very proud. She can read now. I'm trying to be a family man. I prop my feet up on the uh, Barca lounger, and I put the pipe in my mouth, and I say, come on, kids, take a seat on my lap. And then I see this. I see this nonsense from Stephen A. Smith, and it literally made me feel nausea. Nausea. As if I was going to, I was going to vomit all over my living room. And so what did I do after that? The only thing that a card-carrying member and the president of the Tua Tungavailoa fan club in Palm Beach County and the Treasure Coast would do, go to Google. I went to the old Google machine. Stone and I take pride in our prowess on Google. Stone, I would venture to guess, you and I do believe, no matter the topic, that we can, using Google, it would take us on average two minutes to find damn near any answer out there in the world about anything that is available on the internet. And I'm willing to challenge anybody who thinks they can do it better or faster than we can. Yep. Like you it's should something see us that, prep for a show. It's I mean, we're that, amazing. It's something that we really, really take a lot of pride in, and I do think it's a really useful skill to put on the resume. No doubt. No doubt. Certainly better than, an, oh, how do you use Excel? I don't need a spreadsheet. <laughs> I need to know how to find information on the World Wide Web, okay? Yeah. Um, this took me 30 seconds, guys. It took me 30 seconds to find the following numbers. We know that Tua Tungavailoa leads the NFL in passing yardage, okay? We know that he's either one or two in QBR, and quarterback rating. We know that he's in the top three in passing accuracy in the NFL. But Dinkin and Duncan, Dinkin and Duncan, two yards dump off, Tyreek Hill, Jalen Waddell, Devon Achan, they're doing all the rest, is simply not true. I looked it up, and all it took was pro football reference. They have all the numbers right there. Advanced stats. They have, because in fantasy football, they really lean on this number. Theo plays it. He knows. Air passing yards is a thing. And it's very simple. It's very simple. You calculate the yards after the catch. Then you take the total passing yardage. And there you go. Air yards per completion. It's fairly simple. Tua Tungavailoa is eighth in the NFL in air yards per completion. Eighth. Certainly not suggestive of somebody who's dinking and dunking two and three yards at a time, is it, Stone? If you're sitting eighth, you're in the top third of the NFL, which means you're not dinking and dunking all over the place, correct? Uh, that is correct. Yeah. So, Tua Tungavagula, oh, Ken, well, eighth, it's not first, it's not first, it's not first. Well, let me tell you some of the names that Tua's ahead of, some great, great, high-esteemed quarterback names. Hold on, Ken. Can I can I can I can I interject here? Sure, sure, sure. Um, you're not in the studio today. You are at the house. Um, yeah. As we're talking about googling, and you you know you brought up me. I appreciate that. I, no. I think Theo got a little jealous. Uh, <laughs> oh, is Theo a good Google? <laughs> no, no, I'm no, sorry, no, no, no. Theo. Listen, listen. It took him no time to uh, open up the computer what? that he's sitting behind, and I see him tapping away. It's the first time that I've seen him logging into the computer since you know we've been working. Oh, together. so he's taking a challenge. He's, he's taking he, on the he, challenge. He's jealous. Man. I can see him deep in thought. He's tapping <laughs> away right now. Actually, I can't get the damn pin to work. <laughs> <laughs> he, can't, he can't even get on the Wi-Fi at the office. I'll text it to you. Oh, uh, that's hilarious. I have. I've been entering ever since you brought up Google, and I'm like, you let me get this uh, laptop ready to go, <laughs> or not the laptop, the station monitor thing here ready to go. And as I, I, I've been struggling with the password, dude. But, so. go, but go ahead I and tell that. us the other QB. <laughs> I'm sorry. That, I love that, by the way. And welcome <laughs> to your new segment, Google Wars, here on Levicka, Theo, and Stone. Yeah. We've, had, we've come up with three new segments this week. We are flying. Um, two is eighth in the NFL in air yards per completion. That is ahead of Jalen Hurts, Tua's opponent on Sunday night. 
The alien. Hold on, Tony Romo. Alien. Josh Allen. Trevor Lawrence, who's not playing tonight. But everybody loves Trev and his hair, right? It's also better than Geno Smith. Comeback player of the year in the NFL. Greater than the man who the Dolphins looked the other way and selected Tua in front of. Justin Herbert, who Mike Tannenbaum keeps trying to force down our throats as the MVP in the NFL. And then, oh, looky here. Looky, looky here. Theo, you might want to sit down for this. I am. Tua Tungavailoa, eighth in the NFL. In air yards per completion, he's also ahead of Patrick Mahomes, who sits 30th. Mm. 30th in the NFL in air yards per completion. So this guy, Stephen A. Smith, who makes all that money and knows everything, and he's going to pontificate and get up on his pulpit and tell us how it is, flat out lying, flat out lying to the American people. And I'm offended, and I'm angry, and if you watch this clip, and you can find it on the Google machine, okay, this audio clip we showed is part of a video. Find it on the Google machine. The entire time Stephen A. Smith is talking and saying, Tua, dumping here and there, dinking and dunking, and then uh, all these other Dolphins do the rest. There are There's video, live video, footage of Tua throwing the ball 30, 40, 50 yards downfield. Biggest plays of the year. I mean, that leaves the sickest taste in my mouth that we are again lying about the greatness of Tua Tungavailoa for a second, count him second, second, second straight year. I mean, are you surprised at all? Because not only is it Stephen A. Smith, it's half of the media that has an anti-Dolphins or anti-Tua uh, disposition that's going to discredit everything he does and either give the credit to the man with the headset or the man with the 4-2 speed. Like, that's, that's the MO. It is. I'm not surprised. You're right, but I thought we were better than this. Like, I thought we were better than this. I thought we had learned our lessons. When Tua was healthy last year, I thought we learned our lessons. But apparently not. It leaves a very sick taste in my mouth. Through the first six weeks, that right there, the continued, constant, and and apparently no lesson learned ignorance about how good, how great Tua Tungavailoa is, is still prevalent in NFL talking circles. Through the NFL's first six weeks, what's left the very sick taste in your mouth? Through the NFL's first six weeks, what is most left a very sick taste in your mouth? Like Jordan Love, three interceptions and a loss to the Raiders. Me, Tua getting disrespected still by high-profile people. What's left the sickest taste in your mouth? 888-760-3776. 888-760-3776. Social media at KLV1063. 888-760-3776. Also, Stone, I want to go back to a little over a calendar year ago. This is the same man we just heard, Theo, Stephen A. Smith. This is the same exact show, first take. Stephen A. Smith, who is saying that all two is doing is dinking and dunking and letting the receivers do everything else, the running backs do everything else on this team, listen to him just over a calendar year ago when talking with Chris Mad Dog Russo about Tua. What concerns? Yeah, what yeah, concerns you about Tua? What do you need to his, see? His arm strength, his running ability. He's awfully small. Arm strength. And he's had. I I can't see him throwing deep balls in the middle of. Yeah, I that's what he's said. Can I see actually, more? He actually specializes in that, Dougie. That's not oh, true. Nonsense. It's, his intermediate passing game is a question mark because of his height in the I, pocket and throwing over oncoming defenders. But the point is, throwing the deep ball, even from his days at Alabama, that's not a problem. He had. He won a national champion. I mean, what what could have possibly happened from a year ago where Stephen A. Smith is preaching about the greatness of Tua's deep ball to now where Tua's just dinking and dunking? Like, Stephen A., pick a damn lane, man. Another problem I have with this uh, depth of target thing that we're doing in the NFL today is, especially like when you list off a guy like Patrick Mahomes being 30th, and even with Tua being 8th, you're taking what the defense gives you. We, the, the, you saw the Dolphins this year play the Patriots, who literally sat back there with three deep safeties the whole game. And the fact that Tua got out of that game with a win and through six weeks still stands at eighth in the league right now in depth of target, like he's not he's not on purpose dinking and dunking. The times he's done that, yes, it's done well for the Dolphins' offense, but like 
he's more than willing to throw the ball down the field, and it's been yeah. successful for the Dolphins. Absolutely. It, it, we, we just refuse. We refuse. Some people refuse to give the man credit, and the people who gave the man credit are now refusing to give the man credit, <laughs> even though he's the maestro of uh, the greatest offense we've seen through the first six weeks of an NFL season. I mean, it just boggles the mind. Through the NFL's first six weeks, what has most left a very sick taste in your mouth? 888-760-3776. 888-760-3776. That's 888-760-3776. So, for like Stone, what has left an olive taste in your mouth? For Thea, what has left a coconut taste in your mouth? 888-760-3776. Uh, Theo, what, what's left that coconut very sick taste in your mouth for six weeks of the NFL? The only thing that's been worse than, than coconut has been having the stomach watching the Cincinnati Bengals offense this year. The Cincinnati Bengals, who went out and got Orlando Brown to sure up the left side of that offensive line, who still have Jamar Chase, supposed to be the second coming of Randy Moss, the next great thing in the NFL. Always open. To big-bodied, always open, fast receivers. And they also have T. Higgins, and they also got Joe Mixon in the backfield. And, of course, they've got... Joe Burrow, Joe Burr, Icy Bird, Joe Cool, all of that <laughs> ridiculous nicknames they've given the dude. And what do we have to show for it this year? Three games already where he's thrown for under 200 yards. He has the lowest average depth of target in the NFL right now, the lowest completed air yards per attempt. He's thrown an interception in four out of six games, and the Cincinnati Bengals offense has looked abysmal through six weeks of the NFL season. They think they're contenders year after year. They think they can tread through the season and give little corny locker room speeches and quotes, but then they go out there on the field and they get shut down and beat by guys who have a quarterback leading them named P.J. Walker. The Bengals offense sucks. You know, uh, you know what all of that suggests to me, Stone? Theo found the Google machine. <laughs> I think really you might well be done. right. Yeah, I think really you might well be done. right. I'm still not logged in yet. I'm still not logged That's in. That's all right. It notes. means you previously yeah. in a computer where you could log on <laughs> and a Wi-Fi you could get on, you've used the Google machine. I think you're onto something. He's smiling a little too oh, yeah. hard right now. Oh, yeah. I'm, I'm, I'm Googled out, Shotty. <laughs> the man's been Googling, and he feels great for it. <laughs> Through the NFL's first six weeks, what's left the sickest taste in your mouth? 888-760-3776, 888-760-3776. You know what's a weird, very sick taste for me is I like the actual fruit banana. I do not like the artificial candy taste of banana. Yeah, but that's not weird. Uh, it's not good. Like, I agree. There's no fruit that is less represented by its artificial candy flavoring mm. than banana, in my opinion. That's a fact. Like, yeah. runts, get the bananas out of my runts immediately. Which, runts, by the way, very underrated top five candy, perhaps. Runts is nice. Runts is very good. Very good. But you better not have a cavity if you have runts because those little tiny powdery pieces of sugar in runts, they're going to find the uh, the cavity hole. Yeah, Just and, know that. And th those those kind of candies like that, you, you definitely have to wait, watch for situational rareness. And then also, my, one of my favorite candies <laughs> was Dots. Oh, and, man, and, and so you're I, a gummy guy. Yeah, but when I had braces, oh um, no. yeah, I was not able to be able to enjoy those, and I'll never forget that, that time of my life. It was a very low point in my life. See, for me, I'm, I like sour. I like tangy. If I'm going to go a gummy, uh, a, a gummy candy, I'll probably go Sour Patch Kids. Oh, my God. That's, that has had a resurgence in my life in the really? past couple of months. My wife loves him. Yeah, like because I, I I go on these like slopes, like on and off with Sour Patch Kids, and in the past couple of months, I'm back on. You don't ever dribble off over uh, to that that one island over there where the uh, Sour uh -oh. Patch Watermelon live. <laughs> oh my goodness, that's a that's a dangerous island uh, to go to. Oh my god, you're yeah. telling me you go to that island, treacherous waters. Uh -huh. You're telling me. And once you go watermelon, you never go back. <laughs> you had the blueberries for uh, Heat Media Day. I did. I did. And who was it? Kevin Love that Kev was like, oh, was yeah. Stealing the bag. Yeah. And I was like, you can take it if you want it. The whole time I really wanted it, but I just wanted him to walk off with my Sour Patch Kids. That would have been cool. That was a cool part of Media Day. But he also agreed that the blueberry was hidden. Yeah, he was. But he asked where the watermelon was at. He did ask that. Wow. So. I did not know that Sour Patch Kids watermelon has actually found a lane of its own away from Sour Patch Kids. Oh, yeah. This is actually news to me, and I did not realize how elite the girl next door. Oh, my goodness. The <laughs>
Oh, God, we're so dumb. <laughs> Through the NFL's first six weeks, what's left the most sick taste in your mouth? 888-760-3776. 888-760-3776. 888-760-3776. Social media wide open. At KLV 106.3. Let's head to the phones. Let's head to beautiful Wellington, Florida, where we find Dan. Hello, Dan. Yeah. Hey, Dan. Hey, there. So, uh, besides the Giants leaving a lot of sick feelings in general, <laughs> the uh, the halftime gaff leaving points on the table, I and mean, I've seen a couple other teams do it. Oh, I just it's just rubbing chalk against the the board. That that sickening sound and feeling. So. What's your take on that? The team's got to get that play right, man. Yeah, yeah. Uh, you're talking about Tyrod Taylor in particular. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That was that's that's the type of thing where you're um, you're and appreciate the call, Dan. Here's what the the, the Giants did before halftime against the Bills, uh, not getting any points, completely butchering that on uh, on Monday night. It was Monday night or Sunday night. I can't even remember my days anymore. Mm. It was a Sunday night against Sunday the Bills. Night. Sunday night, Bills Giants. Tyrod Taylor. Uh, we talked about this on Monday. Um, so they they run the play. 14 seconds left. They run Saquon Barkley, and they have no timeouts and. Instead of, well, what they should have done, throw the ball. They could have thrown three times from the one-yard line after the pass interference. They just run out of time. No points there. That is when you eat too close to bedtime, right? Um, And you sort of eat a little bit too much and more than you should have before bed. And then you wake up in the, the, the middle of the night with that reflux and you've got that like liquid that's come back up through your esophagus. It mm. burns and it mm. tastes sour and terrible mm. um, in the back of your throat and then you're trying to drink water and it doesn't go away and you're gasping for air. That was that type of very sick taste. That is uh, awfully specific. Yeah, I don't like that. That's uh, yeah. yeah, I don't like that at all. Yeah, uh, Sleep apnea, uh, acid reflux, shout out. Shout out. You know what I'm talking about if you've been there. If you've been there, <laughs> uh, that was the equivalent. I, I, uh, I will say, though, the, the fact that um, Dan called on a Thursday and that game happened Sunday night. Oh, he's how, still tasting oh. it. That's how you know he's still tasting he it. He tasted very it's well. It's Thursday. It's, uh, oh, it's 1230 in the afternoon. Oh, my god. And goodness. when he thinks of sick taste, he yeah. immediately goes to the power. They try to run on the one-yard line with no timeouts. So. He's had countless meals and hopefully toothbrushing sessions since Sunday night. And it's still, it's still lingering. He may even have just had lunch today, mm. for for all we know. And it's still lingering through the NFL's first six weeks. What is a, a what what's left a very sick taste in your mouth? Eight 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 seven six zero three seven seven six. And what is your worst taste? Now I'm curious. I want to get to know the people. Eight 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 seven six zero three seven seven six. Eight 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 seven six zero three seven seven six. Social media at KLV one zero six three. I think that we we should, in order to fully strengthen the bond with our fans, our listeners, we should get to know what tastes they they think are the grossest. Since we're talking about sick tastes in mouth, um, you know what PG. is keep it PG. Keep, yeah, keep it <laughs> food. Leave it to yes, food. Food only. Leave it, yes, leave it. Leave it to food items. Thank yes. you. Good looking out, Theo. Yep. Uh, if you're experiencing foot and ankle pain, need to see an expert in the field. Baptist Health Orthopedic Care is a team of foot and ankle orthopedic surgeons and specialists who are regarded as leaders in their specialty. Visit BaptistHealth.net/slash/ortho to learn more today. Baptist Health Orthopedic Care combines its resources of experienced physicians, leading edge treatments, and technology to provide advanced orthopedic foot and ankle joint replacement, spine, and sports medicine care. Visit BaptistHealth.net/slash ortho for more information today. Baptist South Orthopedic Care has offices conveniently located in Palm Beach County through the Florida Keys. Learn more by visiting baptisthealthnet slash ortho. Through the first six weeks of this NFL campaign, what has left you with the sickest taste in your mouth? 888-760-3776. 888-760-3776. Social media at KLV1063. And just for bleeps and giggles, what is your worst taste? Me is banana, artificial banana flavor. Just awful. Stop making banana candy. Nobody wants it. Theo says get coconut out of my life. Stone is is all out on olives. 888-760-3776. We take your NFL calls. When we return, that's Theo Dorsey, WPTV News Channel 5, WFLX Fox 29. Stone Lebanowitz, I'm Ken Lavica. Thursday edition, Lavica, Theo, and Stone, ESPN 106.3. From the Anajar and Levine Accident Attorney Studios, it's LaVica, Theo, and Stone on ESPN 1063. 
Hey, uh, you may have uh, you may have heard the Milwaukee Bucks Cream City jerseys are the worst market ID in the history of the NBA. The worst. I just want to make sure that uh, before we do anything, we very important. Yes. Uh, if someone at my maturity level could not and will not accept Cream City on NBA uniforms. Welcome Got, to Cream City. Yeah. Didn't even know Milwaukee was was named Cream City. I feel like they just made it up for, for people like me to giggle uncontrollably over and over and over again. Uh, Lavica Theo, and Stone here on ESPN 106.3 Cream City. Get out of here. Uh, should we do something for the people today, Stone? Please. And I'm not saying now, nah, but I think I'm feeling generous today. I think that because because Tuesday we had a lot of interest in the live golf tickets, uh, the grounds passes. Uh, we're gonna we're gonna do that again today. We're we're going to we're gonna give away more passes today. Not now, not now, but at some point. Not now, but we're gonna let you, the people, uh, try to uh, to get yourself snag yourself uh, two grounds passes to live golf for the uh, season-ending tournament, the team championship down at uh, Trump Doral uh, this weekend. So we'll do this for the people because, again, I'm, uh, I'm, feeling, I'm feeling generous. Uh, what is What in the NFL, first six weeks, has left a very sick taste in your mouth? 888-760-3776. 888-760-3776. That's 888-760-3776. And also, what is the, the grossest taste? We've determined that, uh, that brushing your teeth and then consuming something citrus is the worst taste that you can possibly experience. But other than that, what is the second worst taste? I'm going with artificial banana that you find in runts, uh, coconut for Theo, olives for stone, all bad stuff. 888-760-3776. Let's go back to the phones. Back to Wellington, in fact. That's where we find Chuck. What's going on, Chuck? Hey, Ken. How are you? Good. Good. Okay. It's Monday night, September 18th. I'm laying in a hospital bed watching the Steelers play by my beloved Cleveland Browns. And I see the best running back in the league mm. get one of those legal mm. below hits so many mm-hmm. players complain about. And they, Joe Buck specifically said they were not going to show the replay because it was gruesome. Uh, I saw it. That hit made the human leg do something it was not designed to do and put him out for at least a season. Yeah. And, you know, I tried to ring for the nurse, but it didn't work. Yeah, yeah. It, it was <laughs> absolutely sick. Uh, let, let me ask you, uh, Chuck, just uh, just so so uh, we know, that hospital trip, are you, uh, are you better? Have you healed from, uh, from what, uh, what sent you to the hospital? Absolutely. They did a great job. It was Palms West, and they were wonderful. Excellent. Good. That's good. Good. Okay. Okay. Well, I'm I'm glad uh, I'm glad that you are uh, that that you are better. And yes, I agree with you on that, and appreciate the call, Chuck. Uh, that's one of those. It's. I don't know about you, but I see those injuries, and we've had this whole conversation about why I think it's important to at least take a look at a replay because it tells the story. But I don't know about you guys. When I see injuries like that, I do the whole cringe, and you like feel it in the body part that afflicted the athlete that you're watching on television. Do you guys have that same phantom sort of pain experience watching that? Yeah, I, I start reaching for it, you know, like especially the one that always feels like I connect the most with is when somebody gets hit in the uh, in the junk. <laughs> I start getting real. I get a little queasy when I see that. But, yeah, if you see a bad leg injury, definitely I kind of recoil a little bit. It's it, my my wife. She will she'll legitimately like gasp, and she's seen things like she's she's a nurse. She's mm. seen gruesome things, but for whatever reason, she has this visceral reaction to what she sees uh, on on television. I think I told the story last year with Damar Hamlin, where he's laying on the turf and nobody knows what's going on, and he's not moving, not getting up. You know that there's an urgency to the medical personnel, and I felt. Uh, you remember this, Stone, where I said I felt like I was an evil, evil person because my initial reaction was to my wife, would you relax? Would you calm down? It's just a concussion. It's just a concussion. Like, this is normal. This happens all the time. And meanwhile, he's dead uh, on the turf there in Cincinnati. Like, that was my reaction was, ah, like, I'm so numb to these NFL injuries because you see all this stuff. I'm just like, ah, it's a concussion. Calm down. That's not good. No, it's not, and that's what we're accustomed to doing now. It, yeah, it's like we're it's trained. Dismissive. We're trained, yeah, to just dismiss it. Which I mean, I personally think is is normal, but uh, it, it's not. It, it's just not. 
it, it made me feel like a very, very, very terrible human being in retrospect, which could be true. I'm not sure. 888-760-3776. 888-760-3776. The, uh, the, the, the moment, first six weeks of this NFL season left a very sick taste in your mouth. We have a, uh, a Nick Chubb uh, proposal here on Levicka, Theo, and Stone. Let's head to West Palm. That's where we find Stevie. What's going on, Stevie? Fellas, fellas, thanks for taking my call. Yes, sir. First time caller, man. Appreciate you. What to do? Yeah. Hey, man, Ron Rivera and the Commanders. Yes, <laughs> yes. What exactly Freak, is making man. you sick to your stomach with Come Ron? Come on, man. <laughs> no size lifesaver would get that taste out of my mouth. It's time. <laughs> no lifesaver. It is time, bro. Oh, my God. Yes. Uh, Riverboat Ron. Uh, you know, a couple of weeks ago, he had a chance to win the game, scored late, could have went for two. Nope, we're going to tie the game and lose. That's what we're going to do. <sighs> I, I, I think time. that's – I'm telling you, Stevie, and appreciate the call. It is time to bring out the proverbial football toothbrush mm. and, uh, and clean the molars of, uh, and the remaining taste of Riverboat Ron Rivera. You can relate, I think, Theo, as a former Panthers oh, fan. Oh, man, get that stinker up out of there, man. I've never liked Ron Rivera, especially on the back end of the Panthers' tenure. On the front end, I was very jovial and happy about, about having him as a coach and – I liked how risky he was, but I didn't like him when he left Carolina. I didn't like how he treated Cam when he was in Washington at first and didn't sing any praises of the man that dragged his tail to the Super Bowl. So I'm glad to see him failing um, out there in Washington, and I'm glad that the fans have finally turned around and realized when it comes to coaching, you don't want that guy as your head coach. I'm sorry about – I'm glad he beat cancer and all of that great stuff. He has a great story, but as a coach, the dude is a stinker. Now, can I play Devil's advocate here? You can try. <laughs> I'm gonna. I'm gonna try. The Commanders very much in the playoff hunt at three and three. Uh. Ron Rivera went out and did something nobody else would do, and said, "Hey, Eric Bieniemy, come fix my offense." And uh, I mean, he's legitimately taken Sam Howell and made him productive and dangerous at times outside of the game against the Bears. Uh, he had the boldness to say, hey, you're you're not going to go anywhere as the OC with Andy Reid. Everybody thinks Andy Reid's doing this. It's why you're not getting a head coaching job. Show your medal in Washington. And he's got a team that probably shouldn't be 3-3. Three and three. That is 3-3. Three and three. I would say that this is definitely not his worst coaching job in Washington, for sure. He, they are winning football games more than you would expect. I think a lot of that has to do with being a me. Um, that Washington offensive line is terrible. Howell hangs on to the ball too long. There's a lot of things going wrong with Washington right now. But, again, I, I, I don't pull any punches. I mean, I'm just not a fan of Ron Rivera as a coach, so I'm going to blame it on him. I'm struggling with this because I do enjoy watching the Commanders play football right now. and I, They're not terrible. They're not terrible. I'm going to hammer the hell out of oh. Commanders minus two and a half against the Giants this weekend. I start Sam Howell every week in fantasy. I start Brian Robinson. You live life on the edge, though. I do. And, and Chase Young, and defensively, they give a lot of teams fits right now. I don't think I like Ron either, but he had the wherewithal to go bring in Eric Bieniemy. Yeah, like that. that that's him. That's, that's credit to Ron Rivera. I, I think, you know, all the while, and we've had this conversation, though, Bieniemy's waiting yeah. for old man Ron to tap out or, or get cut because that's his job. <laughs> old and, man Ron. <laughs> 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 uh, <laughs> I kind of like that better than Riverboat Ron, to be honest. Old man Ron. Old man Ron. He likes to go by analytical Ron. I, I'd seen that a few years ago. That's what he wanted oh, his nickname to be. Yeah, that's definitely not good. No. Uh, can I get a uh, real quick stone? Uh, can I get an injury emporium presented by Baptist Health Orthopedic Care? Hut! Green! Hut! Hut! Oh, no. There's a man down. We have perhaps salvation for tonight's Thursday night game, the opening game of Week 7 in the NFL, because Ed Warder of ESPN is reporting that Trevor Lawrence will likely try to give it a go tonight against the Saints. We thought, based on reports earlier this week, that Trevor Lawrence was absolutely a no-go, but he has reported to head coach Doug Peterson mild improvement in his left knee, and if he passes a pregame workout, Trevor Lawrence will play tonight against the Saints. Theo, I think this raises your spirits a bit because you are not feeling good about watching this Week 7 opener. 
Yeah, it, it doesn't because that's not even great news. He's going to try and give it a go. You know what I see happening? He steps out there on the field. He warms up. He's like, ah, yeah, maybe I can go. And then a quarter into it, Trevor Lawrence is benched, and we're watching whoever the hell's behind him throw the ball, and we're going to have a 10 7 Thursday night football game. That's CJ Beathard, baby. CJ Beathard, yeah. No, I'm, I'm <laughs> not in on That's what Stone's that. actually rooting for. He loves he, he, yes. Stone loves backup quarterbacks. <laughs> if backup quarterbacks could all have a designated week where they all play, that would be Stone's favorite week of the NFL oh, season. God, I, I'm really hoping that CJ Beathard also gets hurt so Nathan Rourke can get <laughs> thrown into the game. Oh, that is sick behavior. Not only because it makes you subhuman for rooting for injury, but also because you're 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 looking forward to Nathan Rourke getting a go tonight for the. Uh, by the way, the pride of Ohio, the pride of the That's Ohio right. Bobcats uh, and BC Lions of the CFL. See, I know my Nathan Rourke. Mm. Um, and and real quick off the lifesavers that Stevie dropped, I've never used lifesaver to freshen breath. I've just used it as candy. But people who use Tic Tacs to freshen breath, those don't work either. Um, lifesavers do work, by the way, and Tic Tacs do work. The mint one? Yeah. No, they're just not minty enough. They they no, are. No, they work. They work. Like, oh, if you were to wow. wake up and not brush your teeth and have two of those lifesaver yeah. mints, you could get through your day. You get by. Well, I, for a few hours, maybe. I honestly think, what's those little, the, the tape things that you put on your tongue? Oh, Listerine tape. I, yeah, that I, works. I yeah. use them almost daily. Still? The, the strips, the I swear. Strips. I was giving them to my birthday a couple is months ago. Is that in ago. lieu of brushing your teeth? No, it's not. <laughs> okay. It is in lieu of going somewhere. Um, <laughs> or maybe you're out drinking. Yeah, eh, eh. I mean, it's whatever. If I'm drinking, yeah. I'm eating, and it tastes like that. But I, I still <laughs> frequently use the strips, I swear to God. I used uh, them at the movie premiere. On the way to the movie premiere, I was like, I hey, still can prefer, you give me my strips? I still prefer gum. Strips. I think gum's still the go-to. But no, I, gum is the go-to because it's more enjoyable. It's long-lasting. You could chew it. It's like fun. You can feel like Michael Jordan. But I would say, am I the only one that feels like Michael <laughs> no, Jordan? Yeah, yeah you are, gum? but I get it. It's um, good. No, but Listerine strips, I think, is the most, like, efficient. when you talk about something on the go, yeah. and you talk about something that's effective, efficient, Listerine slips, I mean, also efficiency by strip, they're so skinny. Mm. They fit in your pocket. Come on. And yeah. I kind of like just putting something on your tongue and it melting away. Like, yes. that's cool science right there, if anything. It's neat. Uh, we are weird. Uh, Devin in Boca on LaVica, Theo, and Stone. What's up, Devin? How are you doing, Ken? Good, man. Good to hear hey, from you. Hey, listen. Something left a good taste in my mouth. It wasn't a bad taste. And okay. I ain't sure if it was last week, but from the first time I saw Mike McDaniels at the first press conference, I was like, why? I like this guy. <laughs> I was like, this guy's actually going to work. Then I saw him tattling up all this place, and I was like, huh. This is a new genius in the NFL. But then when I saw that video of him puffing on that pen, I say, ah, uh-huh. this is why I love this guy. <laughs> <laughs> I say, oh, Mike, he looked like a guy I, I bumped into when I was coming out the dispensary the other day. And I was like, ah, <laughs> this is what it is. So it definitely left a good taste in my mouth because Mike McDaniels is my favorite guy in the NFL because I always had a feeling <laughs> he was that guy. Yeah, uh, yeah. <laughs> finally. I thought you. I, I think you knew it before, Ken. So yes, I, I got to yeah. see myself. You know? I think anybody, Devin, that has any common sense about those things, I think knew that we were probably going in that direction. Uh, and yes, that was the confirmation. And appreciate you, Devin. There's a lot to appreciate about Mike McDaniel and Stone. You remember, I I thought initially, like, there's no way this dude's vaping on the sidelines. Yeah. I thought he was just blowing into his hand, and it was his breath. I fought you on it, but then upon further review. He was definitely vaping on the side. <laughs> yeah, and he admitted it, and he said that he didn't expect all this kickback, and for that, he's gone cold turkey. So, uh, I mean, that's yeah. Cap. To, it, what is cap? That he went cold he went turkey? Cold turkey yeah. I mean, it's 100% cap. He went like, I mean, come on, dude. Yeah, like, yeah, just, so you're, yeah, yeah come on. Yeah. Like, Anybody not, that's vaping doesn't go from vaping to cold turkey the next day. Come right on. on. Yeah. Uh, and if Devin, if he's a fan of that, I love it. Like, however you can relate to, to these people in sports that, I, in my opinion, are just psychopaths, these coaches. So I love it. I absolutely love the call. Cool. And also for Devin to push against the grain, right? Or negative, negative, negative. Yeah. He's like, hey, let's be a little sunshine here. I like McDaniel. How about that? Devin, who usually is, I, I thought I had said something that was going to send him just tearing into me. Yeah, that's yeah. like our relationship, and that's why I love Devin. But no, like Devin and I are very much on the same page with, uh, with Mike McDaniel. So again, good news, folks. Trevor Lawrence, I mean... I suppose just for aesthetic purposes, I couldn't care less, but at least for aesthetic purposes, it looks like Trevor Lawrence is going to try to play tonight, according to Ed Werder of ESPN. Uh, what left a very sick taste in your mouth first six weeks of the NFL season? 888-760-3776. 888-760-3776. Also, when we come back, 
Do we have a potential great Romeo and Juliet story, or is it downright male weirdo behavior? You decide when we come back. That's Theo Dorsey. That's Stone Lebanowitz. I'm Ken Levicka. Levicka, Theo, and Stone, ESPN 106.3. From the Anajar and Levine Accident Attorney Studios, it's LaVeca, Theo, and Stone on ESPN 106.3. Are Dolphins fans being creepy? Or was this actually a great example of shooting your shot? I'll get to that in just a second. The, the very sick taste in your mouth. The one thing NFL first six weeks that left a very sick taste in your mouth. I like Jordan Love saying, hey, yeah, my three interceptions a week and a half ago, that left a sick taste in my mouth. I agree, Jordan. 888-760-3776, 888-760-3776. Let's go back to the phones. PSL, Port St. Lucie, Jeremy on LaVica, Theo, and Stone. What's up, Jeremy? How you guys doing? Uh, Good, thanks man. for taking my call. Yep. Um, I tell you what's really made me sick to my stomach is uh, being a Pittsburgh Steelers fan. Uh you know, I'm happy that we're three and two, but mm-hmm. people don't understand we're only a few plays away from being zero and five. Uh, we go into a bye week and nothing happens. Uh, you got Matt Canada, apparently doesn't know what he's doing, and that's not helping Kenny Pickett progress. Uh, why isn't Mike Tomlin doing anything to help this team? Uh, and it just makes me wonder is, this is Mike Tomlin's last year on this contract. You would think he'd be trying to do whatever he could to get a contract extension because, you know, the Steelers don't have uh, hasn't had that many coaches, and there's they haven't let their coaches get into the last year of their contract unless they're going to move on afterwards. And it, that's been very rare, uh, obviously, with the, the Steelers franchise to even switch coaches and uh, appreciate the call. I, I mean, listen – Mike Tomlin, I I think that, and it's weird that the the Steelers are acting like the uh, the plucky underdogs, right? Like I think Steelers fans' frustration with Mike Tomlin comes from the 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 standpoint of this is a high standards organization and we're just sort of grinding away with Kenny Pickett in no real offensive direction. The Steelers are a feel-good story because they're doing more with less right now, but that's not exactly, I think, what's going to satiate Steelers fans. Yeah, shout out to Jeremy. I actually had the Steelers offense as the bad taste in my mouth. Uh, Ranked 30th in scoring, ranked 30th in total yards per game, yards passing, ranked 27th. They're averaging 15 points per game and they're averaging one touchdown per game. I mean, I don't think it gets any worse than that. I really don't think it gets any worse than that. That is miserable. Uh, seriously miserable. Uh, so so when you look at, at his contract, too, yeah, it, it, well, it expires after the 2024 season. It, it, this is not the last year. This is where you'd conceivably, though, you'd want a, a, a deal, right? I mean, 100%. Want, exactly. Well, I guess this is. I guess it is. 2023-2024, this is it, yes. But I think at this rate, though, what he's doing with this offense – I, I mean, couldn't you argue that uh, them winning despite the offense would, would be grounds for another contract extension? <laughs> I mean, I suppose, right, by default. They are in the category of unwatchable, though. And they are in that unwatchable category, no doubt. I, I, no I would doubt. say this about the Steelers. The life of the Mike Tomlin coach Steelers team post Ben Roethlisberger and even in the last few years of Ben Roethlisberger has been a team that should be winless, but because of one or two or three plays ends up with a winning season. Like they've been squeaking by the past four or five years. I'm not sure what's different. And it doesn't, nothing about their team feels modern really on either side of the ball. So yeah, I'm looking forward to the days that Tomlin actually does that. And is it, is it Matt Canada? Is it, you know, is it actually Mike Tomlin? I don't know. And by the way, Matt Canada all the time. And by the way, I was right the first time around with the contract. It expires after next year, but obviously you don't want a coach going into the final year of a deal with no extension. His job's not on the line. Is it like, is that a conversation being had? I think Matt Canada is just going to be the scapegoat. Yeah. You just get rid of Matt Canada, you bring in some new offensive mastermind genius. And And you just reset. You you, you press the reset button. I I agree with you. I I know that Steelers fans are frustrated with Mike Tomlin. That's been a couple of years thing. But I also feel like he still has the winning season streak 
intact. He's winning with maybe his worst collective roster of his entire tenure, his long tenure with the Steelers. I see no reason to think that the Steelers would actually part ways with Mike Tomlin, considering this is the franchise who's had the hardest time parting with any coach over the entirety of its existence. So I don't I don't think it's I don't think that a departure is coming. If anything, I think it's more likely that Mike Tomlin, unless there's a complete free fall, uh, Mike Tomlin gets an extension after this season, then goes into next year without an extension on the books and then questions about his his future uh, all over the place. Yeah. Uh, creepy Dolphins fan or a guy that is just taking advantage of social media to shoot his shot. We'll talk about that when we come back. We're going to give away some live golf tickets. We have Tom Herman. Tom Herman pushing all propaganda after the big win over USF. The Florida Atlantic head coach joins us in the second hour. Stone, do we want to do something for the people now? Do we want to do it right now? We, we definitely could, and I'll uh, take the phones here on the break. All right, let's do that then. All right, it is time. We're going to do something for you, the people of Palm Beach County and the Treasure Coast. The Live Golf, the Live Golf Team Championship is starting tomorrow. Tomorrow at Trump Doral National, and I have two. And I'm 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 looking at them. Two grounds passes. Two grounds passes for Saturday. Saturday, two grounds passes for Saturday for Live Golf. You have the music, you have the family zone, and of course you have the stars of golf in the final tournament of the year, the Live Golf Team Championship. You can get tickets at livegolf.com, livegolf.com, but I have two Saturday grounds passes for you that get you into all the things I just mentioned, gets you full access uh, to, again, the concerts and the family zone and the golf and all of this. You can say hi to our boy Patty Perez out there as well. It is the team championship, Live Golf Team Championship. It starts tomorrow, goes through Sunday. Saturday, grounds passes. Saturday, grounds passes right now to the seventh, seventh caller. Seventh caller at 888-760-3776. 888-760-3776. This is for Saturday. I have a pair of grounds passes. You and a friend, you and a loved one, you and someone you don't like. I don't care. Two grounds passes Saturday, Live Golf Trump Doral National, 888-760-3776, 888-760-3776, seventh caller, Stone is going to hopefully, for your sake, tell you, hey, you're the seventh caller, you're a winner, so load up the phone lines, two grounds passes, Live Golf Saturday at Trump in Doral, 888-760-3776, he's Theo Dorsey, that's Stone Labanowitz, I'm Ken Levicka, Levicka, Theo and Stone on ESPN 106.3.